Welcome back to Quiero, a show about Latinx who want it all. I am your host, Priscilla garcia Jacquet, and this is the podcast version of our web series. For the full experience of Quiero, please head on over to youtube.com slash Quiero the show. Thank you so much for stopping by. Your support means everything to us. So before we go on, make sure that you rate us on iTunes and leave a comment. All right, let's get into this week's episode. I remember when people did not, from Mexico, did not understand the transition. The answer was very simple. I said, I wish to wake up and sing and dance and read. Can I do that? Welcome to Quiero a show about Latinx who want it all. I'm your host, Priscilla garcia Jacquet. Our guest today is Emma Ramos. Emma is a stage and film actress and comedian. She co-produces and stars in her own web series, Butts, which was nominated for two Imagen Awards and currently boasts over 800,000 organic views online. Okay, so tell me about the, in- you know, I'm like big writer nerd over here. Oh yeah. What is the inciting incident of oh, getting you New to New York? York? Honestly, like, uh, man, it's, it's just so random. I've always wished I had that story. Sometimes I, I, I envy um, actors or artists that could say, when I was five years old, I wanted to move to New York, right. you know? And I saw that this is Hello like Dolly. The manifestation I, of your yeah, dream yeah, before yeah, your eyes. Yeah, and, and you know, I envy those stories because those are super marketable. Um, I don't have that story. I live in my brand. Yeah. Uh, the kind of world I lived in, and this is partly because of my conservative um, and very loving parents, uh, was always protected. I mean, now I laugh, but like they would control everything, right? Mm-hmm. So I could, I like, empty, I, I couldn't see MTV. I would wear oh. bows since I was like, I was like too old to fucking dress like a, like a girl, like a baby. Um, but they were young parents, and and the dream was Are to you have an a only family. Child? No, I'm the oldest of of three. Oh, okay. But um, so everything was like, okay, this is what we can provide, and our focus is education. And my mom says that I, I mean, I was a really sad baby. I mean, people would say like, that, what's, what's, she's so sad. She has beautiful cheeks, but she's so sad. And I think, I mean, but because I, I look back to pictures, but everything that it's on a frame, my eye tends to go to the outside first instead of what the camera wants me to see. So even if the shot was me in the middle and it was about me, I would look at the surroundings. I, I always do that with films or TV. And in every single picture from this era that I was a sad person, that, I mean, the environment was fucking tense. Mm. And I, I would just, I had that thing of like sensing the environment and just not having filters and just ex- like saying through my eyes or through my whatever temper, like you should talk, but I didn't have the words to say that. Or like, Someone is not liking each other. So sad, 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 sad. And then there was a moment where um, my dad, who is the clown of the house, um, kind of like insisted on making me laugh until he made me laugh. I mean, uh, to get to that to New York and to be an actor, it I, I don't know. It's just a ramble. It's just like a lot of... 
when I, the first play I did, I think I was I was in school, and that was I mean protected, controlled right. under a system. Yes, it was no no Nanette in Spanish, a musical. I can sing at the end for your credits. <laughs> yes, I, went again, I can sing. I can dance. T for two in Spanish. Oh my god. Um, so that was the first kind of like connection to theater, and I loved it. Right. And I was like, yeah, I, I did. Ha I, I do have that small anecdote that can be marketable which 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 when I was very young I was like oh my god I want I, I felt the theater and I was like I want to die here I want to I know I want to die but was there here. if you say that your father was a sort of clown was it a sort of performance his comedy is a very it's it's a very dry behavior <laughs> you know you know kind of con like it's always based on the subtext or he would say things that were happening with you know like the subtext of what was happening and that would be funny Oh, right. You know? The, giving the surroundings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What comedy does is it takes you out of your fucking narrow way to see life. And it just brings, like, this breath of, of starting over, you know? Right. And that's what I was like. I learned that from my dad. Can I ask you about ownership? Because that's yeah. a big thing in deciding, like, you know, as we grow older, yeah. as we take any new steps, there's always the moment where you face yourself and you say, it's about like worth and ownership. Like I am worth doing this. Yeah. I'm allowed to do this yeah. if just because I want to and I say so. And I think that maybe everyone always that's a daily thing. Yeah. But like you decided that you were going to be an actor. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's so f strange. In my case, I had to I think I had to go through what I went through. To tell myself now I deserve right. to to do whatever I want, you know. I remember when people did not from Mexico did not understand the transition um, and wanted me to ha have this press release, beautiful statement of why I was doing what I was doing. Uh, the answer was very simple. I said, "I wish to wake up and sing." and dance and read. Hmm. Can I do that? <laughs> Can I do that? That was the simple impetus of like, can I? I right. mean, I started working at a very young age because right. I wanted to and because I had this like rat inside that just wanted to learn and just can right. like, you know, communicate. And, and But I never knew that I had to have an identity. I never knew that I, I mean, that you are defined because of how you sound, what you, your height, those were, and I'm not sure, I'm trying to tackle that as an adult, if that has to do with the entertainment business, which might be, um, or just the countries, or just, you know. You know, I feel very much in the same boat with you on that, because Latino is an American concept. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. It's like, it's like created by white people's misunderstanding of... Right who we actually are as a people, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's saying that when La Mexicana lands in Miami and yeah. La Colombiana lands in Miami, yeah. we're all all of a sudden the same. Yeah. But we all like grow up in our nations and like the patriotism, the kind of pride that we have in yeah. being. Never did I think that I was anything like a Mexican person, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, exactly. I'm, exactly. I'm the same as a Dominican person. Like what are yeah. we talking about yeah. here? Until you get here. And so I think that it's, 
And then your other, like, race, the racial construct in America is, like, a different thing. Yeah. Right? Realizing, yeah. like, you're a brown person. Like, you're yeah. considered not yeah. white. <laughs> like, is that not a learning that lesson? That was, like, ooh, I remember exactly when I, I remember the day I noticed that for the first time, and it was grad school. I was, it, we, we had this, like, every Friday, everybody would meet at town hall or something like that. I, that day I learned that I was not going to be even considered to audition for the play. I didn't know that I was in school because they needed mm-hmm. a Latino and they mm-hmm. would get yes. money. Like, I didn't yes. know all that shit. I was like, well, I have something to say. I would look at my at my peers and be like, yeah, we are weirdos. This is a circus and we all connect because we want to tell stories. That's the only connection we have, innocent me. So... I got there and they were talking about these big big ideas and I learned that I was not going to be able to audition and I raised my hand and I said, huh, and I made a metaphor about a gym. I'm like, I don't understand why I'm not able to audition because this, I mean, I'm paying the same. It's like a gym membership, membership, you know, but I don't get to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lose weight because I don't get to be on the bike. You guys are not letting me, you're, I'm just paying the membership and I don't get to work with a trainer. I don't get to, so they're, and they were, they did not know how to connect to that. Because they're like, oh shit, they don't. Because of the grade that you were in in grad school or because there wasn't a part for you that was Hispanic? There wasn't a part for me. I was still, uh, because of the way I sounded, because oh I was like reading these plays for the first time. I honestly, I'm sharing this anecdote not to say like, fuck them. It's just, it was a beautiful moment, both in like these two worlds seeing each other for the first time of like, oh my God, you don't even know you're here because you're brown and right. you're Mexican. Wow, how beautiful is this? And me, seeing them, I was like, you are my teachers, period. period. No, I think this is so important. I went to a pretty fancy arts high school. And I, I think, I look back on it now and I realized that I was the only Hispanic person in the whole school, I yeah. think. Maybe like one writer. Right. Um, but that meant nothing to me at the time. And it wasn't until I realized that I was kind of, I would go into rooms and I would um, meet investors or big meetings would happen or certain things like, you know, every time we had like the outfit on, I realized that that was, I was like the token one, that mm-hmm. this is how I was being spoken about. And it shocked me. All right. But and you don't think, but you don't think this is, this is where I think the knot is. You don't think that somehow it's because you're special somehow? Like you're like, you see what I'm saying? Like there's a combo. I think it's saying they're going to play the card for you anyway. Mm. So you might as well actually utilize it. And oh, yeah. Smart about it. <laughs> I remember that moment yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> I love those conversations. Right? Yeah. I had it. Like, I'm fine. not going to say who, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I had it. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember the, the tone of the room <laughs> and like the information was given. You know, when, when people say like two or three things so you can figure it out because yeah. maybe he would get in trouble. Um, so he would be like, Emma, um, you know, you could apply to all these things. Oh, yeah. I was there to figure out something about my grade or something. Like it happened. Yeah. Like, yeah, but like the problem with this class, he's like, Emma, Emma, you are a like student. Aha. And a female, right? I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a woman. That's the first thing. Okay, so he started with, you know, 
and then you can speak Spanish, right? And I'm like, oh. Oh, and then he told me about this place that was the Foundation Center, the Foundation Center close to Union Square, close to um, the school. And he was like, you could apply to so many things, so many. Like, oh, oh, I can play that. Right. I think, I mean, I hate to make this parallel. I don't, it's just so surreal in my life, but <laughs> it's kind of like, it's kind of like alcoholism. Like... <laughs> It's the idea that you can only grow and truly thrive within it once you accept that it's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's like that. It's like once you accept the facts of your life, then maybe then you can have more power over them. Yeah. Or well, you surrender. You use yeah. that beautiful word. I think I'm curious about you're in grad school. Yeah. You made this huge decision. What was the best way to build your network? And how did you start doing that in a real way? Because if you were like yeah. the token Mexican in yeah. school, it means that I know, I know that, I know that process. It means that you took that into your own hands. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. how did you do that? I had to let go of these business, the business um, way of doing it. Weren't you were the head of PR of the Mexican FCC, like, yeah. weren't you? At yeah. like yeah. 12? Yeah. Uh, the first semester in grad school, I still had <laughs> three phones, because I was, I mean, I was, I was still working for the government, so it was, because I was like this, you know, I was like, I'm here on probation, so I don't know if I'm gonna, what, this is insane, that I'm leaving my very comfortable life yeah. that everybody wants. Right. And at this young age, I've been do like, this is crazy, right? This is right. crazy. So I would be. I'm a prodigy. Like, what I was, am I doing? are you kidding yeah. me? Like, my parents were like, uh, it's, in Spanish, it's like, el, el, mientras me caso. Uh -huh. You know? Like, uh -huh. she's gonna, no, they would say, like, se va, se va, se va, se va, pa que se entretenga. They thought that I was coming to New York for like six months. So to like just, get it out of your system. Just do like a spa, like a spa, like a retreat. Like a just get it out of your system, get it at a retreat. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's very scary. Yeah, I mean, did that ever cross your mind of like, I could ever, not like I not could go back, I guess. Definitely, or, right. like that's no. why I didn't say goodbye to anything. I mean, I worked so hard that I was able to negotiate uh, kind of like, um, okay, I'm gonna do this, but if you guys need me for so-and-so and if I had to sign whatever contracts, they would send them to me. So it was insane because my colleagues, I remember I have a friend, Ben Tice, who's a very amazing, amazing actor, <laughs> who would say, are you in the mafia? Oh my God. Because you know, from these like, you know, everybody, like, you know, being an actor, be yeah. like, yeah, we're like yeah. playing with balls today. And I'll be like, uh, hold on, let me just, I have, let me, I need to <laughs> sign this paper, hold on. And the teachers would be like, you need to let go. And another teacher, Robert Walden, also told me, like, you you, you need to make a decision. Because this career needs a lot of that, but for your career. And if you have two worlds right now, you're never going to be as good as you can be. Yeah, but you have to learn how to do that. Oh, I yeah. Mean, that's not just you wake up tomorrow and you're like, you know, you're so right. Like, I'm just going to... Oh, and it's hard. And it's hard because you, people are telling you, yeah, you, you need to do that. And you're like, okay, are you going to make sure that my life goes yeah. the way it should be? And they're like, no, girl, this is the circus. You don't know. You're like, so you're telling me to let go of this life to 
maybe suck and never have yeah, a... But it's, I can't believe that it's such a gamble. I mean, that's why I'm so it curious is about the actual steps. Though. Yeah, I'll tell you what was easy to translate from the business world to the artistic world to build a network. The stamina, the discipline, and give it like working extra. And what I started doing once that conversation with my teacher that was, you need that focus here, then doing that cut of, okay, you guys are gonna stay there and I'm gonna focus now on this, I'm gonna give this a chance. Mm -hmm. Once I made that decision, it was a matter of simple steps. Like I remember the first time I, I said to myself, okay, so the first time I need to do is to, instead of going back uh, every summer, I need to stay and I need to work and put into practice what I'm learning inside this school. Because right now, if I have any sort of talent, it's seen by this six people mm -hmm. who have this world, this, this world that they can connect me to or they can introduce me to. But I also, I have to earn it myself. One of these plays mm -hmm. I did when I was like, I'm not gonna go back to Mexico, I'm just gonna stay. Mm -hmm. I saw this poster outside my classroom that said, ontological theater. Richard Foreman, da 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 I was like, Richard Foreman, I love that guy. So I sent them an email. I was like, I'm in grad school, but I want to audition. So I go to New York Theater Workshop. I'm not sure why they, I think they had a residency right. there. I auditioned for that show and I meet an actor whose name is Juan Villa, who is a Chicago actor. I think it's the first Latin actor that I meet in New York. Because in school there wasn't a male Latino actor. There was a... a that blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. It blows yeah, my mind. Yeah, it really does. I yeah. mean, just again and again and yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. In my year, at least. Now they have, but in my year there wasn't. Um, so I was like, Juan Villa, he didn't speak Spanish, but he knew my references and, and uh, we connected. And he was the one that said, I'm going to connect you to so many people. You need to meet so-and-so and so-and-so. And I was like, okay. Cut A, second year of grad school. Uh, Jose Rivera is coming to school to, uh, to produce references. And Raul Castillo is in the show. He's someone that is not lying when he says, I want to support your work. Yes. Because in Mexico, I love my Mexicans, but we are people that we say things and they then it doesn't happen. No, I think that this might be a Hispanic thing. I mean, I don't know, like, why. I do, I just, I, this is complicated to talk about. Like, I do go home and my, my parents are always kind of talking about the different kind of work ethic that is. And it's not about better or worse. And it's, yeah. like, it is just different. Also understanding how to make anything happen in Mexico is beautiful. Like I remember a, a French friend of mine that started directing for a Mexican orchestra and he would be like, how can I make these people no. do anything? No, totally. How can I, and I'm like, you know how? Send a WhatsApp email. <laughs> That's what you need to do. Send a contract, send a PDF through WhatsApp. Do you want people to sign you? Yeah. Fixed, fixed, yeah. fixed. So you met Raul Castillo. Oh yeah, who... and Raul, yes. And Raul and Sara Gonzalo was another um, a actress uh, at, in school uh, that she, from Spain. So they both did that play and I got to choreograph uh, for Jose. That was the beginning of finding this group of people that are my anchors in right. New York. I, I met Bernardo Cubria and I met Audrey Esparza and I met JJ and I met, um, you know, Raul. And, uh, we, we, we did... Um, a show called One Night in the One Night in the Valley at Intar. And when we did that show, 
it was just like Armando Alvarado and Jerry Reese. And like, it was, I was like, ah, I can be entirely myself. Yeah. I, oh, like, they get me. Yeah. And, you know, and they would laugh at my stupidity and I didn't have to translate. It, it's it, really, it was it's effortless. It's a special thing. I didn't realize. I think now I only ever think about representation and the importance of it in our lives. But yeah, I felt very represented growing up. But you know what? I realized I saw on your feet uh -huh. the Gloria Estefan musical. Uh -huh. And I, and I didn't, I truly am, I did not expect that this would happen to me. Uh -huh. But I sobbed like a child throughout Ooh. the entire thing because it was the first, I realized like, you know, it was like Sergio Trujillo, dance break, mm -hmm. salsa, merengue, cumbia. And I realized, I was like, I've never heard this music on the theater stage. Mm. And mm. I have been chasing theater my whole life. Mm. And that kind of representation mm -hmm. was truly special. Mm. Hmm. There's nothing like it. Yeah. Um, but, but you made butts. Yeah, I did. Yeah, talk to me about butts. I love butts. I think butts is so funny. Thank you. Yeah, so that's what happened. That's how butts came about. So that's where you, in that circle you met Irene. I met, exactly. Through that circle, I met Irene, and uh, we were, uh, and then, but it, when I met Irene, two years prior, several people have told me, you have to meet Irene, and vice versa. So when we met, uh, Irene tells the story, I mean, I, I, I always jump in, I, was, I correct her because I'm not, I didn't do that, but she, so if I tell the story how she tells it, so she says that I interview her, but this is the thing I do, I mean, it's just like, I don't call it interview, I call it connecting, Yeah. but she calls it an interview. Yeah. So I would be like, you are the person that I needed to meet two years ago, sit down, okay. Why? Who are you? Who are you? What's Where happening? have you been? What do you think about the world? Why are we here? <laughs> so we had that like long Who conversation. Who taught you that? Who are your siblings? Why what do you look resent? this way? Why? Yeah. <laughs> the, what did? You, yeah. Everything. <laughs> and uh, and it was kind of immediate because it was it was a it, it was a weird courtship, the most beautiful courtship because I connected with her. we both connected so much that uh, I would follow up immediately next day when are we gonna see each other next so let's go and have drinks okay so we would go see, okay so what else and we'll end the conversation would be like bam, 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 bam. so all of a sudden Irene is like we need to do something together Amazing. and I'm like yeah what um, we were both separately trying to do our own projects so we decided to do, to, do it together because she had done a web series at school with someone and also thinking wait a minute I know how to produce Right. Like I, I've done this so many. Like I, this is not a place that I, I know. I know how. To, I know I can put an Excel sheet. I know how to get investors. I, I know how to do the the job that no one wants to do. Um, so I'm not afraid of that. Just tell me how to do it in New York. Um, so I started connecting with people that already had web series, and it was just around the time that everybody was doing. Mm -hmm. I think even more than now, we've never written anything. We didn't know of, about our final draft. People told us, Celtics, what's that? Yeah, don't buy Final Draft if you don't know of your series. So we would go on Celtics and we would be like, oh, we can share this. And then we make fun of each other because I'm the one, I'm the computer person and Irene, God bless her. She's an amazing actor. <laughs> but when it comes to computers, we I would be like, oh, shit. 
And then, I mean, I mean, even the process of building the web series was hilarious mm -hmm. because we would meet at each other's home and I'm, I'm allergic to cats. So I would have to drink pills no. before going and I'm, <laughs> no. we would be writing and coughing and Bina would be like jumping around. We put her in an episode and it's like, I'm like, I can't believe that this, that your child is here and it, <laughs> Like she's gonna divide us, and she's like, I'm not gonna let it, let her go. Um, so we got into a lot of like hilarious things, like behind the scenes, to a point where we are now, which we now have written a pilot. Mm. Um, so it's it's it, that's how that came about. It really came about knowing nothing and just having fun and learning from each other. And what I I always say that that it's like it's. Beautiful to work with her behind the scenes because we we speak the same language, but beyond what language means. Um, and I admire her, and I think that it. And she says that she admires me. I think with with work, with work that really moves you, that you really want to do, you need to get involved with people that you admire, not with people you can move around and yeah, you, can, you I know think, I mean you know for, people that challenge you that's how you grow yeah um how do you what what was the hardest part about I mean buts but I, I I would also ask like just what's been the hardest part since you moved to New York yeah god I mean about buts I think uh the hardest part has been recognizing when we hurt each other that's been the hardest part Mm. And it does it happen a lot. Yeah, it. Oh. it we have hurt each other, and we. The best part of that being the hardest part is that that is the best way to start anything. If this profession has taught me anything, is to stay in the uncomfort areas, stay with pain. I was taught to not look at the ugly. That was my upbringing, mm -hmm. and this profession has taught me to stay and stay. to look at things and to just fucking breathe and stay and just wait until something comes out of that. But not, so we both had to do that as um, team members, as work wives, as people, we mm -hmm. had to stay. And because we stayed, we have fa we found this new strength in our work. Mm. Um, and we push it. We push each other not only when we work together, but also when we go out to do other other projects. Um, so that that has been the hardest part about butts. Um, yeah, hurting each other. And the other in life, in like being in New York. Um, I mean, if I want to be light about it, I would say the winter. But if I want to go there, I would say. Uh, Communication, actually. Hmm. How so? I remember saying this to Raul once. I think I, I would say I would say with a lot of anger. Hmm. I would say to him, if they only knew what I could articulate in Spanish, <laughs> like if they only knew that I'm such a fast thinker and I'm way be like way ahead of everybody else, I would say this with anger and ego. Um, and now I see it as, well, I need to fucking love this thing. Cause the hardest thing has been that I am not a first generation immigrant. I'm just an immigrant. Yes. 
Right. Which is a different conversation than it, we'll have with the rest of the community. I was so excited to talk about that with you because I realized that's like, the hardest part. Yeah. I within my immediate surroundings, I'm the only I'm I'm the immigrant, right? It's not yeah. some cute thing that happened no. three generations ago. No. I, my children will be the first generation. Yeah. 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 That's the hardest part. I mean, I have I've built it now in like the the comedy writing I do, which which is like. I'm just an immigrant. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not a first generation. I'm just an immigrant, and because I don't want to have kids, like the story starts and ends and here. here. <laughs> so it's like it's a it's an it's a it's a new realization and a, another surrender, mm -hmm. um, another moment of surrender, and it's it's a. I mean, I, I I it's like finding strength in that. What is the next? What's what are you looking forward to? In life. Like what you know? Yes, but also in the few coming months. Like what is what's happening? I'm turning ten in my New York, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> in my New York life. So I'm ten years old. Thank you. Thank you. That's also ten in the U.S. Yeah. So this new persona I have, which mm -hmm. is called being American, um, is now interested in TV. Oh great! Like fully. Great. Um, so that's why I, that, that's what I'm looking at right now, and. Um, and in life, I think I and and I think that just being okay, okay, is enough. Like I'm so hard on myself. When you make a decision in this profession of like this is the next step, and this is how I want to ship the boat. Like I want it to go this way. So in this new turn, well, there's a lot of things you lose. If we could all, as a community, be like. You're great. Yeah. You're great. Just the the biggest voice inside, and this has to do also with my business, like back uh, background, testing for a show. That's a that's not a that doesn't go in the Excel sheet. It doesn't go on the plus sign. It's still here. Have you ever met Frankie Alvarez? Yeah, I, I love, love Frankie. Him. But Frankie just put. He, we went out to dinner the other night, and he was like. You know, testing doesn't pay my life bill. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Callbacks doesn't pay anybody. Yeah. Meeting a group of like, well, I, I was introduced to this group of people. Right. Great. Great. Right. Fantastic. Right. Then. Yeah. So that's that's the 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 voice that may I need to just have that voice that says, but. But it's okay, mm -hmm. you know. Just it's okay. It's okay. And that will keep you going longer, faster. Right. It's when we say because that's what's sustainable. Because quick fire is not sustainable after yeah. a while in life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, no, don't leave. I know. No. I know. Are we all done? I know. Ah. Oh. But I love that you're here. No, but can I say something? Okay. Yes. This is um, this show. I think is a a way to serve that um, void. You know. Mm. Um, it's a way to tell each other, I see you, which is the hardest part um, about being an immigrant or about anyone going through rejection, anyone thinking they're alone. Uh, so the power of keeping each other saying, I see you, is that we should not, we should, we should look into that. You know, it's, it's really, really beautiful. It saves lives to make that call and say, I see you. So, so keep doing this. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so happy you were here. Yeah, me too. <laughs>
All right. That was this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, rate, and leave us a comment. Again, for the full experience of Kyoto, make sure you head on over to youtube.com slash Kyoto the show. Subscribe to our channel. We thank you so much for your support and see you next week.